What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking Your Business. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here, and I am bringing you a wonderful baller interview with Rob Balasabas. Rob is the partnership manager at TubeBuddy.com. He speaks at various conferences, summits, podcasts, and live stream interviews. He's also the host of TubeBuddy's Creators Corner live show, and he's going to help us create a better YouTube account that just brings us buku dollars. So Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Rob, I am, as we've told you ahead of time, nerdily excited that you are here. And I know video is, you know, they've been saying for like 10 years now, like video is king. Video is going to be like everything. And so many people have just been scared to start or like intimidated or whatever. So I am super glad you're here to tell us how to not suck at video. And so, but how did you get started with TubeBuddy? Like what, what's your background? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, thanks for having me. First of all, this is awesome. Super excited to be here with you and hanging out and just, I am happy to nerd out about YouTube and all things video. So this is great. It's not even work for me at all. <laughs> so uh, this is great. Um, yeah. I joined TubeBuddy January of 2020. Um, you know, before TubeBuddy, um, I was with a company called Thinkific for almost five years. So, you know, software in the um, online course space, you know, so um Worked there for about five years and had the opportunity to uh, to work at TubeBuddy. I, I had known the um, a couple of the founders and uh, a couple of the team members just because we would like bump into each other at conferences, um, and so you know we you know, got to know them and uh, awesome people and um, always just a very generous, um, very like friendly uh, company to work with. Never like. You know, there's a lot of different companies that we would come into and we were like, you know, kind of looking at for opportunities, you know, like, hey, it looks like, you know, you guys have similar audiences. Can we do a webinar? You know, it's just like, oh, come on. Like, you know, so, but they were just like, they were just, they were just all like always hanging out. They're just always like, um, hey, can, like, do you want swag? Or like, hey, you should like, you know, you got, you guys are going to go to a conference. Like, we've got a couple of Airbnbs. Do you, do you just want to stay at our Airbnb? Like, stuff like that. They were just like super cool. So, um, had the opportunity, you know, we did a virtual summit together, uh, Thinkific and TubeBuddy, and I was the point person from the Thinkific side, and then I worked with a couple of TubeBuddy team members at the time, and it went really well. Uh, we then had like a sort of a, uh, a debrief call, like, hey, what went well, what went 
not so well and like what can we do later on and how can we continue to work together and so uh, we had that conversation and then part of that conversation was like hey you know we're looking for somebody basically like like what you do at think epic um you know and i was like oh cool 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 like you know and then uh i was like in my mind, I love Thinkific. Like, I love working there. I would still be there, and there's only like maybe two or three companies that I would say, you know, I'm gonna, I would consider working at these other companies if the opportunity came up. And TubeBuddy was one of them, just because of how cool they were. So, so yeah, it came up, and um, two months later, because I wanted to make sure I was like closing, you know, off on a good note with Thinkific. Um, yeah, I was on the TubeBuddy team. So I started in January as a brand uh, evangelist was the title, and so just, you know you know, doing the community outreach and doing collaborations with partners and things like that. Um, and so that's what I've been doing since then. And then also started to manage our affiliate program uh, since, um, you know, uh, probably last fall, so fall 2020. Um, and then that's that's been it, you know, just kind of heads down and it's been a crazy ride. You know, everybody's flocking to YouTube and videos, just like you said, um, you know, it's like video is king and YouTube is, the king of videos in many ways, uh, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what we're doing here now. It's, uh, it's exciting. What have you noticed are big trends that are happening now because of the pandemic? Like, are, you said people mm -hmm. are moving more to YouTube. What, what are you noticing with that? Yeah, trends when it comes to uh, related to pandemic. So I think uh, one of the biggest trends is just people flocking to YouTube. So not just not just um, you know individual creators, huge like there's huge numbers of individual creators. Like if you just look at like even just the the niche of gaming, like there are so many new gaming creators, and not only like they're not just like messing around. Like these guys have like there's so many gaming creators that have reached their silver play buttons, like hundred thousand subscribers, making tons of money. Um, but also there's a huge amount of number of like people consuming YouTube content, mm -hmm. um, you know, both for entertainment, they're just at home more, um, uh, also to learn how to do things. A lot of people just because of, you know, the pandemic and COVID, like they were displaced from work, right? Like they've been working at certain jobs for a long time and now all of a sudden they're their hours are reduced or maybe they lost their jobs completely. And so now they're like, okay, kind of like, what do I do next? So they're looking at YouTube for like educational content. Like what are some other opportunities to work from home and to create income and sort of like a bit of a wake up call that like, hey, maybe my job that used to be around is no longer there and mm -hmm. it might not be there after this COVID thing is passed. So, you know, they're creating channels, they're consuming content, but also the the other trend is brands are also looking at creators. So um, I think there's a huge rise in the creator economy. You know, brands, when they're looking to get their products or service in front of their potential customers, the options for them to advertise and to spend money is kind of like being limited, right? You know, they can't advertise in commercials because people are not watching TV anymore. They're, I mean, they're watching TV, but they're not, they don't have cable, right? Less and less. Cable, like, like the traditional cable subscription is going down, more people are consuming YouTube, more people are consuming, you know, Netflix and Amazon where there are no commercials, you know, so people like brands are looking to creators because they now have the attention. I think it was like in 2020, I think most of the content consumed on YouTube came from, I think 80 to 85% of them came from individual creators, not brands like, you know, 
IBM or Doritos or you know Ford, like none of their channels. It was like individual solo creators. That's where most of the content is coming from, and um, and people are just you know flocking to that because people are like getting really connected to their favorite creators, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had this conversation, Megan, like last couple weeks ago where it's like, well, how about Hollywood and how about movies and stuff like that uh, versus, you know, like the next generation. They don't really know Hollywood like stars so much, but they do know their favorite YouTube creators. Mm -hmm. Like because, you know, like an, uh, a Marvel movie might come out every three or four months, but every single day they're consuming their favorite creator on YouTube. And so that like that connection with that like YouTuber is so much more closer than, you know, somebody from Hollywood that comes out with a movie every three or four months, you know, if that, right? So um, that's where the attention shifting. And so brands are looking to these creators and doing sponsorship deals and like integrations and like, you know, they're using them in their ads, you know, and, and things like that. Um, and so they're, the, the power shift is kind of coming to creators mm. uh, in many sense. So um, that's the trends that I'm seeing, and I think that's a trend that's going to just continue. Um, and it's not just on YouTube; it's TikTok, it's Instagram. That's what, like, that's that's like internet now. Like the internet is social media, right? Right. That's uh, that. That makes me so excited to hear just the yeah. idea of people knowing a person and not a celebrity, and just like so, like leveling that playing field. You know, that is so. That's so cool. But how do you? Like, where do you even start with something like that? How do you become a, a creator? And how do you get over the fear that you've already missed the boat on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think you just need to be, it's hard to tell somebody, because we get that question a lot, like, hey, is it too late to start on YouTube? And we can tell people, like, as much as we want, like, you know, as much as we can and say, like, no, no, you're not. Like, trust us. Like, there's there's literally, like, creators that started, like, you know, six months ago that are just killing it. Now, it's not everyone. And, you know, YouTube success is still a very long-term thing. If you want to have, you know, a YouTube channel that's doing very well and making money and doing things full-time, like, you, you, you can't, A, you can't... Um, you know, think that it's just this fun thing. Like you see creators and they're like, oh, they're just like, you know, having fun. You know, they're doing pranks or they're doing like whatever. Um, and uh, that's just what you see, but there's so much work behind the scenes, right? There's editing, there's things that you don't see where they're like editing in the middle of the night and they're like, you know, sweating over a thumbnail or like they're talking to an editor or like a, you know, marketing person, like, you know, about their merchandise and stuff like that. Like, it's a business. You have to treat it like a business, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you have to be there for the long run. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I mean, there's so many creators out there, Megan, but um, people that are starting their channels, YouTube is all for new creators as well, right? Like, you know, YouTube has things in place where they're, they kind of give a little bit of an extra push for new videos, things mm. like that. Um, you know, so, and, and the, the myth is like, you don't need to have like hundreds and thousands of subscribers to have a really good success on YouTube. Like you can have a very small subscriber base, you know, a few thousand, 5,000, 10,000, uh, which is like still a lot, but like it's relatively small when you start looking at like channels that have millions of subscribers. Like you can have a really viable business. You just have to be really intentional with what kind of business channel, like business streams and revenue streams you're building um, you can't just wait on AdSense, right? Mm -hmm. For example, so like AdSense for anyone listening is like basically when you watch a YouTube video and there's an ad 
before, during, or after that video, that's what's AdSense. So that's Google basically getting paid or YouTube getting paid by a brand to put ads in your videos. And then that YouTube channel creator gets a little commission from that. Mm -hmm. um, you can't wait for that. That takes, that takes so long. And even when you do, it's a very little amount in the beginning. Um, so you have to look at other revenue channels, you know, starting a membership or consulting and services, um, you know, Patreon and these kinds of like platforms where you can monetize, you know, your business. Um, sponsorships, right? Um, mm -hmm. Sponsorships and brand deals, um, especially if you have, you know, very engaged, targeted, you know, audience that you can tell a brand like, hey, my audience are, you know, 30 to 45 year old males and they have, you know, they're professionals, um, you know, they make this much money. Like, I think your brand would be great here, right? Um, so start thinking about that, like kind of like really sit down with yourself and like what are the business, you know, streams that I can provide that I can create out of my content. And then from there, then create the content. Don't just like make random stuff. Um, make it so that it is something that you can package, you know, for viewers so you can get views, but also down the road for sponsorships, for brand deals, because that's a very lucrative uh, revenue stream as well. Well, going to that point, how do you start figuring out what content to create? Like what, say I'm, I'm a blogger and mm -hmm. I feel like I need to start adding YouTube to my platform. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to talk about. How do I start figuring that out? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's a really good question. I would, if you're a blogger, so if, you're, if you already have a blog, then you already have a topic. Um, you know, you kind of have a, a core topic already. If you don't have a blog, you do want to be a blogger. Um, first of all, it's a, very, it's a very difficult, I think vlogging, anything where you're selling your personality versus answering a question um, is a very difficult sort of sell on YouTube. That's just like, that's just being super real. Um, you know, so if I was just like, hey guys, I'm Rob and I'm a vlogger, like come and hang out with me every single day kind of thing. Uh, I'm gonna take you around Vancouver or whatever. Like that would be really cool to like a really select few. But if I was saying like, if I was a resource where I was, instead of selling on my personality, I was selling on like answering a question or providing some type of value um, by either educational or some type of information. So I would be like, you know, hey guys, I'm Rob and this is Vancouver. Let me take you around. You know, I'm going to show you guys the best schools. I'm going to show you guys the best restaurants. And so when, if you're ever coming to Vancouver, like my channel is where you want to go. Like, you know, so, you know, that's more informational, right? So there's a bit of a, there's just a little bit of a shift of like, you're gonna still get to know me. So like my personality would be secondary initially. Um, initially, I'm trying to capture people that are saying like, what are the best restaurants in Vancouver? What's the best coffee shop in Van Vancouver? Um, you know, where can I find, you know, gluten-free muffins in Vancouver or something? Then it's like, then, then that is what I'm gonna be known for. And then along the way, then people will get to know Rob and I'll be on camera and they'll see my face and you know, all my things and things like that. So, um, and then I can shift, like you gotta make, you gotta build on um, a specific topic and ride that topic first. Like people are not looking for you initially, they're looking just for pain points. And like, I have a question, 
answer my question, you know, and then along the way, they'll get to know you. And then now you can be like, hey, by the way, you know, you like Vancouver, by the way, hey, you know, like, I work with this company, you know, like, I'm going to do a review um, of this, um, you know, let's say like, uh, you know, one of the resorts in Whistler, which is like one of our mountains here. So like, hey, guys, I'm going to take you around, I'm going to do a, a full review of um, this resort, this hotel, if you're ever staying in Whistler, it's the place to go, right? Good or bad. Um, and so now that's a brand deal with that hotel. That's like people know me for that. Um, and so that now I'm shifting. So they, they're, they're coming for the muffins in Vancouver, but now they're going to be like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I do want to go to Whistler. Like I've been to Vancouver before. Next time I go, I want to go to Whistler. Or like, you know, and so people are also probably searching that hotel, right? Before they book something, okay, what does this hotel look like? And so now my videos will come up, um, you know, because I'm leading with, what they're looking for. Personality comes later, um, you know. So, so with that, that's kind of like, that's one way to go. And then that's like more brand deals, um, you know, things like that. Um, you can also do memberships if you're doing some type of vlog. Um, you know, if you're a vlogger, you're also, you can talk to, um, you can have affiliates as well. So affiliates through like, you know, if, if people are like, hey, what, what camera are you using? So things that you're using, you know, so now I can have affiliate links like, hey guys, by the way, I've had some questions about my camera, what I'm using. Um, I'm using a Canon M50. If you wanna check it out, there's a link down below. I actually do a full review and then you can have affiliate links to Amazon where people can buy it and things like that, right? So you just have to like think about it that way where like, okay, people are tuning in. What do they want? Like they're going to buy the camera. They're going to go to the hotel. They're going to go eat at this place. Um, they might as well go through your links. So start thinking about affiliate links as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm horrible, Megan, for like long answers to short questions. That's a fantastic oh, answer. No way. That's totally awesome. So what I kind of hear you saying is that you should think about YouTube or video in general, if you want, as a funnel, as like a way to get people into a funnel about looking at you. Would you say so like, what's the best brand muffin in Vancouver? Well, Rob has his video, but he was kind of funny on this one and he has a link to this other video. So I'm going to go check that out too. So is that kind of what you're putting it as like? It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and think about like maybe, you know, typically I would say like, I would suggest think of one other platform outside of YouTube that you want to grow. So, so that way you're not just putting all your eggs in one basket on YouTube. Like, hey, I mean, in all reality, you know, um, your YouTube channel, for whatever reason, could get taken down. Maybe you just said something or, you, you know, you were walking around yeah, your channel or something. Yeah, yeah, you, you might have said something, you know, that, that, that's like against the, the terms or um, honestly, Megan, like I've heard people like if they're vlogging and then like they just didn't realize that somebody was playing uh, a song in the background. And that's, you know, that's against copyright, you know, because it's like a, you know, Led Zeppelin song or something. And like, oh, all of a sudden that video gets taken down. All of a sudden you got a strike in your channel. So I would say build another social platform. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe it's a Facebook group where you're also directing people. And so they can engage with you on YouTube, but also follow you on Instagram or TikTok or somewhere else. Um, that way you're, you're like, you know, you're kind of spreading yourself a little bit in case, you know, channels get taken down. So let's talk about the anatomy of a good video. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things should I be thinking about when I want to publish a video on YouTube? And let's say like I'm doing a really hot topic, like, I don't know, um, how to do Instagram stories. Yeah. 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 And so like, what is the, what are the things that I need to make sure that that video is going to start getting views? 
Yeah, yeah. So first, do keyword research. Um, always suggest that. Uh, use TubeBuddy for that. I know, I know you're using TubeBuddy. So um, do keyword research first because it might be, um, you know, the term how to create Instagram stories. That might be a really competitive keyword, um, you know, but then through the keyword research, again, you'll, you'll understand how competitive keywords are, how many searches is happening each month for that keyword. Then you might find that it's like how to create Instagram stories uh, as a, uh, you know, blogger, you know, something a little longer. And so now your video is like, yeah, how to still create Instagram stories, but like specifically for bloggers. So now, you know, because there's tons of bloggers, that's still a really good audience, um, you know, so you create that video. Um, now in the video, typically for me, if it's a tutorial video, I try to get into the content into the value as quickly as possible um, because I, I've, I've come to realize that the attention span is very, very short on YouTube. So my introduction would be something like, you know, if they click on the video, they'd be like, hey guys, it's Rob here. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to create Instagram stories that are going to get views and reach for bloggers. Let's get started, right? And so that's it. And then now I'm going to get to like, all right, tip number one, do this. Great. Tip number two, do this. By the way, really quick pause. Do you have any questions? Make sure you comment, right? So somewhere in the middle, two or three. And then, and then I just go, next. And this is a tip that I got from, I think, Nick Nimmin or Justin Brown, one of our partners. And if they're doing a tips video, like it's five tips, they'll say tip number one, tip number two. And then the, the rest will be like, next, next, next. So people lose count. They're like, oh, what, tip number four? Oh, you're almost done. Okay, uh, I'm going to back out now. Like, I'm good. Also, try to front load the really best tips that you have in the beginning. I know that's kind of counterintuitive. You kind of want to, you know, it's like, it's like dinner. Like, you want to leave the best at the end, you know. <laughs> but put the best stuff in the beginning because then, like, right away, if you can keep people on for, like, you know, two, three minutes, then they're more likely to stay on because now they're invested. So really blow them away with your best tips in the beginning. If they can be quicker, like the best, also quickest, that's awesome. Put them in the beginning. Tip number one, this. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I'm going to keep listening, right? So, yeah, so then five tips. And then at the end, try not to do the um, sort of like very natural, like, all right, well, that's it, guys. That's the end of my video. And then people are like, oh, that's the end. All right, I'm going to stop watching. So then um, try to naturally make your videos connect to each other. I know that's a little bit, it's not as easy, but for tutorial videos, it's, it's, you can, it's totally possible. So instead of saying like, all right guys, uh, that's my five tips. So this video is done. Make sure you subscribe and all that stuff. Make sure you just like, you just like push to the next video. Like as if like this is part one. All right guys, now you're going to go part two. All right. So like, all right, so those are the five tips for you as a blogger. Now let me tell you a few things that you can do to use YouTube as a blogger in the next video. And then sort of then set your set that video, hopefully you have that video, and set that video as the next video in the end card. Um, and so then that way they're going to keep watching because there is a metric on YouTube called session time. Um, and that's basically how long a session is that somebody spends. So if I came in and watched your video, Megan, that my session's time has started. So um, not to be confused with watch time. So watch time is how much of one video somebody watches. Session time is collectively how much are they watching. So it's like basically the, the metric for binge watching, right? So you're binge watching like, 
you know, if I started in your video, Megan, and then I ended up watching like, you know, 20 videos, that's really good for you because people are like, okay, cool. Like Megan, people came in through Megan and uh, they're sticking around. Like people that Megan brings in from Facebook or her LinkedIn posts, um, they're sticking around YouTube. So YouTube's like, all right, awesome. Like let's, let's push this video even more because when people watch this particular video from Megan, they watch it but then they also stay on YouTube and watch more videos. So um, that's a really good metric. It's a really good signal for YouTube about your channel. Um, and so you wanna make sure that you're thinking about binge watching and making sure that your videos are episodic, not just individual videos. So when you're talking about sessions, do you mean like sessions of my entire video library or YouTube's entire video library? You, YouTube's entire oh, video library, so cool. yeah. Yeah, so, so that's why some people will actually like in their end cards, they'll push to a video that's not even on their channel mm -hmm. because maybe they don't have a video that is a good next video for them. Mm -hmm. so, um, you, so yeah, so you know, let's say it's like how to create Instagram stories for bloggers. All right, cool, well now go watch you know, so-and-so's uh, video because he's got some amazing tips as well. You're gonna want to tune into this mm -hmm. and so you may want to push to like even a, a bigger channels video Because what happens now is that YouTube is gonna get the signal that like people that watch your videos also watch this other person's videos And so now YouTube is putting the okay. There's an uh, there's a there's a term called audience overlap So it's like okay, so how many more people? are like this that watch this channel because if this channel runs out of videos around Instagram stories, YouTube will then start thinking possibly to start suggesting your videos to mm -hmm. their audience because YouTube's run out of like, you know, um, supply. Mm -hmm. So, um, so let, wh where else are there videos like this? Um, and oh yeah, Megan's channel has these kind of videos. Let's start suggesting, um, you know, those Megan's videos to these viewers, this group of people. Um, so it's totally fine if you, you know, you don't necessarily need to, push to your own videos after mm -hmm. and the end cards, you can push to other channels videos as well. That's it. So it, the, um, for people who don't know, there's a rec there's a setting that YouTube has that says best for viewer at the end of the mm -hmm. session or at the end of each video that you can add. So is that what you would recommend or do you think like there's specific videos that you should be going for? Like if I'm creating my Instagram story video before I'm, I guess before I'm recording it, I'm looking for someone else who has a good video that I can kind of link to and create that daisy chain to help sessions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you don't you can, but um, what you can do as an alternative is actually if you find I always tell people if you find a really good keyword, mm -hmm. um, try to create all sorts of videos around that topic because there's mm -hmm. not just one video for that. So let's just say it is um, you know you find that maybe how uh, going live on Insta on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. Or Facebook Live is maybe a good term for you. So then create a video, like think about somebody that wants to learn about Facebook Live, like, okay, how, uh, what cameras to use for Facebook Live? What mm -hmm. software tools to use for Facebook Live? Um, how to set up my studio for Facebook Lives? How to bring in a guest for Facebook Lives? You know, there's all these like, videos that you can create and so then in the video you can just basically say like it's going to be a series like it's going to be a whole playlist 
So in the, in, in the introduction, it, you tweak it a little bit. Hey guys, in this video, we're gonna be talking about how to pick the best software uh, for you to go live on Facebook. By the way, this is a whole entire playlist on my channel, so make sure you click down below um, to look at the playlist to make sure that we answer every single thing around Facebook live stream for your business as a blogger. Right, and so now it's like, oh yeah, perfect. Well, I'm just gonna binge watch this. This is gonna teach me everything. It's basically like a masterclass on Facebook Live, right? Um, so that's what you wanna do because now you're gonna build authority in mm. your in that topic. And it's okay to be like this one, like this expert in this one thing for now. Like, it's okay. Like, doesn't mean you're gonna be an expert in this one thing forever. Um, you know, you can shift, like you can build this thing. Okay, cool, people know you as the Facebook Live expert, great. What else do Facebook Live people wanna know? Okay, cool, now let's talk about, you know, live streaming platforms. Okay, cool, now like, cause they're, they're. Hey guys, Megan here. How are your conversions doing? Are they maybe a little womp womp? I am here to help you with this exclusive free training about two phrases you can use that just boost your conversions like kapow. But there's a catch. It's totally free, but you have to get it in my Facebook group. That's the only place it's available. So to join, join my Facebook group. No, <laughs> joining my Facebook group is totally free. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Brame. Once you join, you'll be able to get access to the training that shows you two stupidly simple phrases you can use to add oomph to your conversions in your marketing, it's going to blow your mind. And I am so excited for you to check it out. Again, facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Brame. I'll see you in there. They're, they're the same. They're like, they're complementary topics, right? And so now you can kind of, know, okay, cool. Like, but, but like you can't go from Facebook live expert, then talking about live stream platforms, and then all of a sudden talking about coffee, <laughs> it's like, it was, it was so weird. Like, what? I, I thought that, <laughs> like, such a wrench in the everything. So, you know, just make sure they're complementary. And then you just basically build a library of, like, these things that people can just continue to binge watch. So what it is is rather than, like, thinking about I'm going to be an expert in this thing. I want to be a LinkedIn expert. I am the LinkedIn person. Like, that's good. But think about your audience which is, I think, more important because mm -hmm. your audience is not just one-dimensional. We are not just one-dimensional. You know, you may be interested in Facebook Lives, but you also are thinking about Instagram Reels and all these things. So think about the audience and what they're going, what, what they want to learn, and, um, and then what's, where are they? Like, if they're marketers, if they're bloggers, are they newer bloggers? So create things that are also people create content that people can grow into. So, you know, this is really important. Like when I was in the online course world um, with Thinkific, um, the people that the, the, cre the, the course creators that I saw have a lot of success were the ones that created for like the super, super, super beginner. Mm. Because the super, super beginners, they, they, didn't, they didn't know any better yet, right? Like they, they're not attached to a specific influencer or a coach. So, they, you can, they, they need to be taught the entire thing from like very beginner and then they can grow it and then now you can build basically the beginner course, the next level course, the next level content until like the very super like one-on-one -on -one coaching. So mm -hmm. look at it on YouTube as well. Like if you're gonna create something super advanced, then that's gonna be, 
you're going to have to fight for that person's attention that needs that super advanced content um, with another, like somebody that's really also super advanced, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're already like, they didn't get, like somebody's not asking really advanced questions just because they started today. Like they've been following other people. And so now you're like, you're jumping into a very competitive space. Whereas if you started in the very beginner, then you're going to be attracting people that are just starting out that, that they can grow with you as you create more advanced content. Um, hopefully that made sense. Yeah, that's so fascinating and stupidly smart. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> for this, for listening, um, like my channel pulled up and he can, I told him he is free to just burn it to hell. But it's just like, I'm thinking about the channel, the videos that I've had, like, Shit, I should have started with just basic 101 stuff and moved it into like a, I don't know, um, had a flow for it. So that makes so much sense. Um, when you were talking about this, what kept coming into my head is how the hell do I optimize these videos then? Like how do I make sure that I'm utilizing every possible thing available to me to get not even to get my ranking higher, but just to get these ride or die fans to come to me. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. So you're, do, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your channel right now, Megan, awesome channel, like the banner and everything. Um, yeah. So this, the, the thumbnails are great. Um, the, the keywords, I'm just trying to go through them here, how to become a successful blogger. Um, let me just look into that one real quick. Yeah, totally. And while he's looking, it will tell you that I found these tags and keywords on TubeBuddy. I've been using TubeBuddy yeah. for <laughs> years and years and years. So this is awesome. Um, yeah, nice intro. Um, I know you guys can't look at it right now in the podcast, but <laughs> so the main thing here. So like things that I'm just seeing, I'm just gonna like rattle it off. Yeah, so like, I would always put always put a comment, um, even though like. It, as soon as you upload a video, um, put the first comment and make that comment something that encourages engagement. So it might be like, you know, um, what is your takeaway or like, you know, um, how long have you been blogging? You know, something that just like, gets people to comment, um, you know, in there. Um, if you have a specific call to action too, you can use that as well. So like maybe in your video, you're directing people to, you know, um, join your Facebook group. Like that's like, always think like, what do I want people to do after this video? Um, you know, it's like, hey, maybe you want them to join your Facebook group or connect, you know, to with you on Instagram. Something very easy. Don't, I mean, you could also, you could go and like, hey, subscribe to my newsletter, but that's like a big ask, right? That's a big ask. Don't go for the hard sale. Yeah, yeah go, don't go for the hard sale. So just something really simple, um, you know, and um, so put that in the first comment, pin it. And the idea behind that is like, most people don't want to be the first comment, right? Like it's like going to the mall and then there's like this empty mall, empty store and you're like, I don't want to go into that store. I don't want to be the only person. Like, so start the conversation and be the first comment there for sure. That's like, that's really simple. Um, like the video as well. That's really easy. Um, I, like, I like adding chapters. So there's a feature inside of uh, YouTube. It's not a TubeBuddy thing, it's a YouTube thing where you can add chapters. So add chapters into your videos um, you know, where it makes sense. Cause usually like, especially if it's a tip kind of video, like here's five tips, tip number one, whatever that tip is, tip number two, whatever that tip is. Um, the cool thing about chapters is that it's also something that Google indexes. So sometimes when people are searching, 
they'll actually get a video on YouTube in the search results, but like only for a specific chapter. Uh, so that tells us that like Google is indexing and reading through these chapters. So, so you think that it's better to say like tip one, um, post Instagram consistently, or is it like tip one, this tip, like a teaser, like, should I, should I give away the lead in the chapters or do I tease it? Uh, yeah, use it for, make it for the human. So like, um, uh, rather than the algorithm. So like tip number one, how to use Instagram to be a better vlogger, uh, blogger. Um, you know, so it's like, it's like for the viewer, but also good for the algorithms, for the robots. Um, and, and yeah, just, just do that. So definitely put, uh, chapters, uh, in there. That's really good. Um, with, with the thumbnails, um, the thumbnails I would say is make, less words and um, bigger text. So I would test that out. Um, I do see it's a very consistent thumbnail. The logo that you put um, in, the, in the bottom, like Megan Brett, like I would probably take that out. Um, I would, because your face is already enough of a branding, like it's, you know, we know it's Megan. So um, I, would, I would use less words um, and then more like two or three words. Try to try to like as a practice, like just because the people are so short attention span, mm -hmm. um, two or three words, you know, uh, how to become a full-time blogger. So it might be like full-time blogger, um, you know, and then like maybe a, like money sign or like a calendar, like a calendar icon or something. So like, or like a clock, you know, yeah. just something that's like, what do you think of when, you know, we're like full-time blogger, you know, or like, um, yeah, so full-time blogger, and that's it. And like, or maybe like full-time blogger, and then the word side hustle crossed out, or something like that, mm. right? You know, so just like, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Because the mind, like most people on YouTube, um, I just say most, because everybody's different. There's always going to be outliers, but like, <laughs> you know, you, I, I think I think for me even, like I think about it, I ask people all the time, like, what do you look at when you, like what makes you click? And it's always mm. like, I look at the thumbnail, looks interesting, compelling, and then I, verify by looking at the subject title and then and then like instant impulse decision whether I click or not so you know the thumbnail doesn't have to have the title in it it just needs to make people kind of interested enough to look at the title to say oh yeah okay so like if you had full-time blogger side hustle no more because maybe because again thinking about like the the the, uh, the psychology behind it I don't want to be a side hustle. Like, I don't want it to be a side hustle. I've been doing this for years. How do I become a full-time blogger now? So you're like full-time blogger and then side hustle checked off. And then I go in and, you know, um, in the title and it says like how to become a successful blogger um, or how to become a full-time blogger, um, uh, not as a side hustle, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's like, okay, perfect. Like you reinforced it. Like I, this is it. Like this is going to help me get to closer to becoming a full time and doing this full time with a, and I can kind of let go of everything else that I'm doing. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's how I would look at these thumbnails for sure. Um, you know, you, you know, like some of the other ones here, like, um, one, two, three, four, like the ninth video there, like how to use Instagram analytics, mm -hmm. right? I see it. You've got the Instagram analytics, like, um, on your phone, but like the text is too small. Right. So mm -hmm. I would even just put like, Instagram analytics, like 101 or something, mm -hmm. you know, um, in the, in the, in the thumbnail. Um, and it would just be like really big, 
right? Instagram analytics 101. And then, uh, and then, yeah, again, just, I would just remove the, the, the logo. Um, mm -hmm. It would just, it's just more space. Like people will know if you can put your, your headshot there, sort of like side by side. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, you know, like I, we test this on our channel and my personal channel, I'll test, um, you know, uh, thumbnails without my headshot and with my yeah. headshot. Um, and sometimes people are like, I get more clicks without the headshot. I'm like, all right, awesome. <laughs> I was going to ask you, is that, is that a thing? Like, should your face be there the whole time or a stock photo is cool too? Like, what is the preferred? Yeah, there's, there's, it really depends. There's channels yeah. without a, there's faceless channels. Like, you know, they're doing <laughs> tutorials, but like, it's always just a screen and you never see their, their face. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it just, it's just some, it just depends on the, the creator. Um, also depends on the, the traffic source. So, mm -hmm. you know, if people are uh, spy, finding you on search, mm -hmm. um, they don't, they don't really know you. Like right. they don't really know Rob or TubeBuddy or Andrew Can or any of these people. So um, you know they, they're just there because they want the the pain point answered. Like a really good um, example of this is um, uh, one of our friends, Brian G. Johnson. So he's a YouTube expert. His channel rarely has his his face in it. He, it his videos are all about him. Like he's always there. He's t telling you how to grow your YouTube channel, but his thumbnails never has his face and. Uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense because sometimes your videos are going out to people that don't know you, so they don't really care, you know, who you are and things like that. Maybe in the first like 24, 48, 72 hours when your videos get published, then, um, you know, it goes out to your subscriber base or a small percentage of your subscribers, then they can recognize who you are. But for the most part, after that, when it starts getting shared out to people outside of your channel that don't know you, then sometimes not having your face is actually really good because they're just there and all it says is like Instagram 101 or everything you need to know about Instagram, you know, um, then like, then like, okay, cool, let me, let me click on that. Like regardless of who it is, I want to learn that thing. That's like the thing that I want to learn. So, yeah. That makes, that's so interesting and would save me so much time if I could just stock photos instead of my video <laughs> the whole time. So, I know we're getting towards the end and I have like 56 more questions to ask you. Um, I want to talk to you about keyword competitiveness. Like, you know, one of the cool things TubeBuddy does for people is it gives you the ranking of keyword relevance and how competitive a keyword is. And is it best to do a mix of those? If you're a new YouTuber, should you stick to just, they, they rank them red, green, and yellow. So is it better to just do all green? Like what are your tips for that? Yeah, keyword relevance. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, definitely, like, go out, if you're just starting your channel, um, uh, or you're just up and coming, like, make sure you just go after, you know, uh, I would be more concerned about the uh, competitiveness, so competition score and relevance, uh, rather than search volume, um, when you're doing keyword research. So, the search volume, you can kind of, like, I'd be okay with something, you know, not green, like in the orange or yellow, um, uh, as long as it's not competitive, because that's fine. Like if you're, you know, YouTube is kind of a game in a sense that like, you know, it's kind of like when I was trying to actually explain it to, um, to, to my son, it's like, you have to, it's like playing a video game. Like you can't be like a level 10 and then trying to be like, you know, try to battle like the level 30 boss, you know, you can't, you know, so, um, you know, even though you have like less searches per month, the search volume is lower, 
it's fine. You're going to build, you have to build your authority. And so, um, you know, find a really good keyword that's maybe long tail, like a little bit longer, um, and then make three, four, five videos around that topic, and then like really own that uh, term. Once that is, then you will start sort of like understanding what other topics that are related that you can create videos on and then grow from that. But that you need to have like, you need to build that foundation um, with um, smaller searches, small search terms that are longer. Um, and then, you know, again, you're gonna, your, your, your channel will get more subscribers. And, um, you know, when you publish a new video, it will go out to, more people, you know, because you have, your, your subscriber base is growing. And so you can like start being a little bit more aggressive into going after more competitive keywords because now you have, you know, content um, and data, um, you know, and YouTube understands what your channel is about a little bit better. So, so yeah, so that's, that's what I would do. That's smart. But not, but I just, I'm, I'm taking it all in and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that you had mentioned before, um, before we started talking, that I specifically want to go to is the workflow for getting to the 1,000 subscribers, getting your first 1,000 subscribers. For people who don't know, if you want to mon monetize your YouTube channel, you need 1,000 subscribers and I think 4,000 hours of watching. Yes, yes. And for monetization, that just means like that you'll get that Google AdSense tiddly mm -hmm. cut, but you'll still get a cut. Yeah. <laughs> so how do I get this year to 1,000 subscribers? Like what is that workflow? Um, yeah, so the workflow is, I would say, there's a few things. Um, I would say do keyword research. We talked about that already. The second thing is to uh, upload consistently. So be consistent, like once a week, minimum. Especially when you're creating, you're not at 1,000 subscribers yet. You need to build content so that YouTube can find it. You know, if you don't have content, nobody can find it. Um, so build content. So I would say at least once a week, like like once a week. That's just like that's you know not once a month, once every you know two weeks, like once a week. You know, um, whatever it is, set a set a date. So block time off in your calendar. Um, to create the video, to edit the video, to do the work to make that video, and then block a date on your calendar also to know that this, like, my video gets published every single week at this time and this day. You know, I mean, most people, again, I always say most people, because there's always going to be people that are like, no, 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 I don't work, I don't work that way. But um, I would say, like, most people, if it's not on your calendar, if it's not written down, then it's not going to happen. So make it part of your like your life, like your, your week. So um, publish every single day. Um, try to put systems in place. So being consistent is not just like, it's just not words that you say, like how do you be consistent? So I would say make sure that you're using some type of project management tool, whether it's Asana or Monday.com or Trello or ClickUp, something where, um, you know, you can see like you can dump your ideas in. So you can have notebooks, I have notebooks here, I have ideas, but then I, I usually transfer it into uh, Trello, which is what I use, or ClickUp. Um, and so then you have a, 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 a column or a list of ideas for videos, and then you have a list, create lists. Um, you know, I'm happy to provide the list that I use, um, just give it to you guys, but I can send it to you, Megan, if you wanna share it, but there's like a list, like a checklist. So like, this is what I do for everything whenever I upload a video, from idea to keyword research 
to uh, creating the thumbnails, to all those things, you know, even the editing. What you want to do here is if you're very serious about using YouTube uh, and creating videos as part of your business is that you need to be systematic and creating the list is the first step to creating that system. Um, you know, when you have, as you, as you grow and your business grows, or maybe right out of the gate, maybe because you already have a team, making that list of how you do something like, you know, making a YouTube video, editing, all that stuff. You can then take portions of the list and say, okay, cool, I want to hire somebody for this section of the process, you know, for the editing part. They're going to ask me, how do you edit? Like, what do you do? Because the editor will have their own ideas. You're like, well, this is how I edit my videos. Have a look at it, start using it, or give me some suggestions how to, you know, tweak this, um, this, this process. Because maybe they have a better process or they can make suggestions, but at least you know what's happening. Like as a business owner, as, um, yeah, as an entrepreneur, you don't need to know exactly how to do that thing, but you need to understand the process so, so that you can kind of oversee your business still. So have a list and then, um, so I have a list and then, um, and then that, that list is just like, it, it's, it's a living, breathing list um, because things change, um, you know, strategies change, trends change, so you can always tweak that list but at least you have a checklist. Because YouTube is like, the success on YouTube is very much a, a series of little things, you know, like tags and, uh, you, know, um, you know, captions and chapters and all these little things. So um, having that list makes it super easy to like systemize, like, oh yeah, I gotta do this. Oh yeah, I gotta do this. Oh, I forgot I gotta do this. Oh, by the way, I wanna start using uh, TikTok. Okay, let me add that to the promotion tasks, that sort of thing. Um, and then the next thing I would say, Megan, is um, to get the watch time is start live streaming. Um, it's a whole nother undertaking for sure, but like start live streaming. It, it, it's really good for watch time, but it's also really, really, really good for community building, which I think is really important on YouTube. You know, there's a, there's a lot of value of having a lot of subscribers, but if those subscribers aren't engaged, they don't feel like they know you, they're you're their friend, you know, that they know who you are, then they're just consumers, they're just subscribers, you know. But if you have a, if, if they become a part of your community, then they become advocates of you. They recommend your videos, they share your videos, they, they engage and participate in your videos, in the comments, and all those things, you know. So, um, you know, m m when you eventually launch some type of paid um, product, service, membership, whatever it is, they're going to be, you know, there. They're going to support you um, in your business. So um, doing live streams is really good for that. Um, so, so yeah, those are the things that I would probably suggest to get really started. Um, and that's just a, sort of the foundation of, you know, working towards that, you know, monetization. You were talking about live streaming. Um, do you see the value in, I think it's called YouTube Stories now? Is that what it is? The, do you yeah, see you are using it? Yeah. yeah, YouTube. Yeah, there's stories. There's also shorts. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, with messing around a little bit and testing out the shorts. Um, yeah, yeah, I would definitely I would definitely play around with YouTube shorts. It's getting a lot of views and, um, you know, YouTube is pushing them uh, quite aggressively. Mm -hmm. So it's a good way to get a lot of views uh, really quickly. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you noticed, you said you've been testing it, have you noticed any kind of success tips for those? Yeah, so... I would say, like right now, nobody really knows. Like the time that we're recording this, no one really knows what works. We just know that it it works. Like <laughs> YouTube 
YouTube gives it preference. Um, the reason behind that, I think, and again, this is just Rob's opinion, not two buddies or anything, but I think the, the, the reason why YouTube shorts is because like they're competing with TikTok. They're competing with Instagram Reels. I mean, I think Instagram Reels is sort of like a, uh, a distant third when it comes mm -hmm. to like TikTok versus uh, YouTube shorts versus Instagram Reels. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're a little bit below, but I think right now it's between TikTok and, and, and YouTube Shorts. So, you know, YouTube wants to compete for that attention for um, that short form vertical video that is so popular with TikTok. Um, you know, behind the scenes are also like with creators, um, you know, here at TubeBuddy, like we're, we're very like, we're, we're, uh, we really want to see creators, um, you know, monetize their content, get, get paid for their art, right? Get paid for their craft. And um, when it comes to that between TikTok and YouTube, YouTube has a better infrastructure for creators to get paid. You know, there's, there's uh, the monetization, there's, uh, you know, super chat and, and things like that for live streaming. Um, so they're a little bit better there. So they have that. But so, you know, all the, all the creators that are creating TikTok videos, they are now sort of migrating or flocking to YouTube uh, because of this reason, in my opinion. So, um, so yeah, YouTube definitely wants to give more visibility for short. So a lot of creators are, are implementing them. Um, on their channel, and some of them are even creating a separate channel uh, just for YouTube Shorts. So we're wrapping up here, so I want to yeah. ask you, when do you recommend people start looking at TubeBuddy, and what kind of work do you want them to do ahead of time? Yeah, I would say, I would say just feel free to go through, um, Megan, uh, I'm sure you have a link uh, that you can share to get them started. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll, um, yeah, go check it out and install it. There's a free version, which is great. Like we have over 80 different tools and over 30 of them are available on the free version. So, you know, there's a lot of value in just even the free plan. Um, start consuming some of the content. You know, a lot of people actually go to TubeBuddy and they, you know, it's a great tool and all that stuff, which is awesome. But like, it's also a lot of people tell us that it's a really good educational tool because a lot of the, every single tool that we have um, is backed by a best practice on YouTube. So, you know, we don't just create tools just because we think it's fun, cool. Like it actually is like related to, you know, best practices and things that you should do. So a lot of people that start, you know, sort of like interacting with our app and, and our, our tools and our browser plugins and things, it's like, okay that makes sense like that's what, what I should do on YouTube and so yeah if you're definitely just starting out or, or um, looking to grow your channel just install TubeBuddy for free and then uh, we have paid versions we don't have contracts or anything um, if you want a free trial you can just reach out to our team we can hook you up for the free trial on, on any of the plans and I will say I'm on their legend plan for Megan Bram and it is <laughs> baller it is so <laughs> awesome there's like can we talk about just the the new beta stuff that's coming out or that's being sure. worked on. It's so cool. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. About it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, we um yeah, we're super excited about it. Like there's gonna be more of this, but like basically the new uh newest feature that we have is called click magnet and it's using a lot of AI. Um and basically we can take we can we look at all of the thumbnails and we give you the best opportunities to basically see which thumbnails should be improved you know which ones are not getting as much clicks um, you know the cool thing about it like even for my channel it tells me okay well this video 
once people watch it, it's really good. People are watching a lot of this video, but your thumbnail, it's just not getting them into the video. So then it's like, okay, well, let me look at that thumbnail then. That's an opportunity right there. So if I can just improve the thumbnail to get more clicks, I know that the video performs. So those are the things that, you know, data that is available to you, even without TubeBuddy, you can go into your analytics, but it would take you hours to try to figure out and do all the graphs and stuff like that. Um, you know, to start figuring out all of this data. The, the other really cool thing about um, uh, click, uh, click Magnet is that it tells you, you know, all of these factors about your thumbnail, about the elements in your thumbnail. You know, should you have a headshot, no headshot? If you have your face there, should it be small, big, large? Um, should you be smiling, sad, confused, surprised? Like it tells you even your expressions. Um, you know, the text, should you have text, no text, like all of these things you can, you can then kind of see in your thumbnail. So it's very, it's very telling and uh, it takes a lot of the guessing game out of, out of YouTube uh, for you. It's very cool and I definitely recommend going to check it out. Rob, what else do you want people to know before we go today? You know what? I just want to encourage you guys. You know, it is, uh, like I said in the very beginning, Megan, like it's a creator economy is really, you know, starting to take over. And so I just want to encourage businesses out there, creators, you know, solopreneurs, wherever you are, like really, you know, make sure you're creating and, and looking at YouTube or some type of video platform to engage with your uh, target um, customers, target consumers, because that's where they're looking. And so if you're not there, then you're, it's going to be very hard to be found. Um, so, so yeah, very excited and I'm very happy to be here with you, Megan. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Hell yeah, you're awesome. So how can people, if they have questions or they want to see Rob's amazing content, how can they find you? <laughs> yeah, you can just uh, anywhere, you know, just copy and paste my name. I tell everyone, just copy and paste my name. I got a really long last name. Uh, a lot of A's, a lot of letters. So uh, <laughs> copy and paste my name on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's going to be the best place for me. Uh, send me a message. Let me know that you, you know, uh, caught me here on Megan's podcast. And, uh, and yeah, any questions that I can help with, just reach out. Right on. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, guys. Megan here. Just a reminder, I have regular Q&A episodes coming out. So if you want your questions answered, head to meganbrame.com slash ask a question, all one word, and you'll be able to get your question posted. And if I feature it, you will get a copy, a free copy of my book, Day One, A Practical Guide to Launching Your Business. So again, head to meganbrame.com slash ask a question. And if your question gets featured, I'm sending you a free copy of my book as a thank you. On the next episode you might be dragging with you some sort of baggage that might be dragging with you, even if you feel like you haven't gotten or that you, you have moved on. But maybe if you think about it for a little bit, you know, deep down, it's still kind of festering in there. And so here are the things that I have found to be really helpful for something like that. 